You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network's exclusive coverage of the Cardinal Health Retail Business Conference 2017, conference and exhibition in San Antonio, Texas. RBC is more than a pharmacy business conference. This interactive gathering of pharmacy owners started in 1990 as a regional show and has since grown into the industry's largest trade show for independent pharmacies. While the conference location changes from year to year, the mission of the RBC remains the same, to help independent pharmacies navigate the ever-changing marketplace by giving them access to the best pharmacy business vendors in the industry. And now, here are your hosts of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Dr. Aaron Albert and Todd Yuri. Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast, covering the 2017 RBC Cardinal Health Convention and Exhibition in San Antonio, Texas. Aaron Albert, how are you doing? I'm great. What has been most interesting to you here at RBC 2017? Wow, uh, so much. I was really, really impressed by the women's panel this morning. I think in leadership, really honored to be part of that. But everything, everyone we've talked to have learned something from. So our next guest will be no exception to that, I'm sure. Our next guest. The pressure's on. The pressure is on. Mr. Joel Jordan, Director of Global Security at Cardinal Health. That seems like such a uh, daunting title and ominous. So tell us what that means and who you are and what you do for Cardinal. Well, it certainly keeps me busy. Um, We're actually an internal resource for Cardinal Health from a all things security perspective. So that ranges from physical security, employee training and awareness, uh, investigations, you know, really the full gamut of uh, what security is. And uh, one of the neat things that's come about over the last, I've been with the company for about nine years now, one of the neat things that's come about is our involvement at RBC and our connection to the customer and really becoming more of a resource uh, for the customer in helping them assess their security and then also coming up with some solutions on what their security program would look like um, which is kind of a neat opportunity because security folks don't typically interact with the customers. Uh, we're pretty much an internal uh, segment of the business, but uh, through this, you know, we've really gained some real neat opportunities and kind of expanding what we what we can do. So it's fun, and it's definitely fun to be here. Unless you have experienced a specific type of disaster, or unless you've been robbed, or unless something happened from a weather perspective you're really not thinking of that kind of stuff because you're more busy with running your business and taking care of your patients and marketing your business. So, you know, there was a a, a bit of information that you shared with me. 40% of small businesses don't reopen after a disaster and those that do, 25% fall within one year. Now that's that's huge. So what what is the this department doing to help pharmacies prepare and then more importantly, get over and stay in business if there is, in fact, a disaster? Well, you know, from, uh, I guess, business resiliency perspective, uh, you know, whether you're a large company like Cardinal Health or a retail pharmacist uh, or pharmacy owner, it's really looking at that balance of how do I keep in the black? And part of that runs into maintaining your operation. Uh, and that's, that's a challenge to focus on because, like Cardinal, or any business, I think our focus typically tends to be on our operation, and we kind of lose sight of, well, what would happen if? 
And so, right. you know, even from a corporate perspective worldwide, uh, we're really looking at ways that we can build our resiliency so that no matter what hits us, we're able to stay in business. And so, you know, our encouragement as we get out to the retail pharmacy world is really to use some of those same tactics and remind them, because it's not rocket science, I think they all know it, sometimes they just need to be reminded just like we do. So, you know, we look at everything from, you know, what would you, if you're in a leased facility, what would you do if that leased facility, you either lost your lease or there was some type of building damage, never thought a of fire, that. a storm. Um, and then of course we, we look at the cyber world and information of course in a pharmacy is, is critical. Uh, and what are, what are we doing to protect it from backing it up? And then the network access, if, especially in a multiple pharmacy environment uh, where there's uh, you know, information being transactions going across the, the network. Uh, a lot of black hats, if you will, are out there looking for opportunities. If, if you just look at years ago, um, a credit card number, you could get 50 to $100 for that on the street. It's valued at a dollar today because a medical or a healthcare record is valued somewhere between 50 and $500. And that's because once you get that information on a patient, you can run with that. And so when we look at the pharmacy, we really look at them and say, what would you do if you lost your hard drive? Where is your data being backed up? And those are very real things that you got to think about today um, because Yes, places are getting broken into, but there's a lot of things that are happening through the cyber world where people don't even need to break into a facility anymore. And yes, maybe controlled substances are of value, but man, there's a whole lot of value of that information because I could find information about myself, maybe a family member, a friend, and then it just runs from there. So it's a lot of risk and our goal really isn't to necessarily educate, but it's really just to kind of bring them back to Oh yeah, those are things that we got to be thinking about as a, as an owner, and so, they run the whole thing. So Joel, where does your passion come from in terms of security? You're obviously passionate about it. Wow, you know, for me, I think, and really, looking at the retail pharmacist, you know, they're a business owner, and and I I kind of envy that spirit, entrepreneurial spirit, but I've always been the type of person that wants to help somebody. Right. And so you, in this job, career path, if you will, uh, you really have an opportunity to help someone. And this is an avenue I never even ever envisioned, you know, because, you, you know, there's always the workplace violence and the internal theft or the, you know, a fire or something that could happen from a business perspective. But now to have an opportunity to actually help someone make sure that their business, their livelihood, that's smaller than a Cardinal Health or some other large corporation. It's a neat, it's a neat opportunity. So it's fun. It's, I like the saying, the quote that you shared with me, by failing to plan, you're planning to fail, Benjamin Franklin. Yes. And that's so true. So risk to a business fall into several buckets. Um, so I want to know what those buckets are and kind of give an example of how your department is helping independent community pharmacy. Sure. You know, when you look across the board at, at the risk, clearly, if you look at just the weather patterns, 
you know, those are those are risks that you know, in some ways, are hitting. So that's bucket number one. That's bucket number one. Okay. We also have uh, social unrest. Social number two. We've seen that. What's number three? Uh, we have technology. Technology. And then we have medical. Uh, and then we also have the geological, which could be earthquakes and so forth. Okay. Very good. So tell me, how does the department approach proactively an independent pharmacy owner that's a customer of Cardinal Health to bring this to the table to make them aware? Because you've already mentioned three different things that I've never thought of. You know, this year we've had uh, continuing education courses in the past that our global security team members have been a part of. Um, and we've always kind of traditionally talked about robbery prevention, you know, recovering from a burglary. This year, crisis management, business resiliency really has taken much more of a focal point, even at Cardinal. And so as I looked at the opportunity this year to do uh, that course or be the, the facilitator of that course, I really thought, you know what, there's some neat things that we're experiencing in the Cardinal and why not expose the retail pharmacists to those same things? And so, as you know, really, as we look at what we're doing from a business model platform, uh, you know, those are very simple, basic things that you know, retail pharmacist owner, pharmacy owner uh, can really apply to, to the, their business. It see, it just makes so much sense because Cardinal is actually mitigating risk of their own business by ensuring the safety of their customers which ensured uh, actually gives back to um, the, um, the patients and, and what the, they're doing for the community. Some of these pharmacies are the only healthcare provider in the community. So if there was a disaster and that pharmacy had to either be temporarily closed or closed down forever, that's a risk for that, for that community. Absolutely, and you know, as I've been studying uh, leading to this course, you know, the one thing that's really come through to me is the pharmacy owner is not just handing a patient the, a prescription across the counter. They're really out there providing additional services, immunizations and maybe blood pressure screenings or cholesterol screenings, really being kind of in that, not necessarily taking the place of a hospital, but another resource to the patient and their customer. And when you look at that place, like you said, Todd, their place in the community, and a lot of these are in small rural communities, they have a pretty big place of influence in, in that community. And so anything that we can do to help them you know, maintain their course of business, it's, it's, uh, it's where we want to be. Yes, there is some cardinal ownership there for sure. Right. Um, but you know, our goal is to really help the pharmacy owner look at their business from a total perspective, uh, and that includes inventory management right down to business resiliency plans. So it's, it's a total fit, I think, from managing a business plan. So Joel, I loved your bucket analogy in thinking about mitigating risk for independent pharmacies. What kind of trends are you seeing out there? I know cybersecurity has been a huge hot topic in pharmacy law world that I come from, as well, um, Indiana, unfortunately, where I'm from, is one of the tops in terms of pharmacy robberies. Mm -hmm. So what other kind of trends are you seeing in security for pharmacies? Well, I think clearly the weather patterns have changed. I yeah. mean, if you look at, uh, you know, the tornadoes and the hurricanes that have taken up on the East Coast and, of course, what Katrina did in the New Orleans area, 
Um, you know, and then of course with civil unrest, things that have occurred where you've got rioting in the streets and arbitrarily just burning a business or breaking in and stealing the product off the shelf. Um, I, you know, I think of one, one amazing picture that I still have in my mind years later with Katrina was the power is out, but someone is coming out of a retail store with a television. <laughs> um, so, we, you know, when you look at that, it doesn't make any sense, but you still have to be prepared for what doesn't make sense to us. Um, and that's sometimes a challenge because there are some incidents that have happened just recently where a unsuspecting business owner just got caught up in the middle of a disagreement between the community and maybe a civil authority. And once that happens, there's kind of all bets are off on what they can do. Um, and that's a difficult position to be in, whether you're a large business owner or a you know, retail pharmacy. Uh, you've, what, what would we do if someone broke in and just started ransacking our place? And then how do we repair that? Uh, you know, obviously, if a broken windows are there and other things, we've got to be prepared for it. So there, I think there are some things that have really swayed in our society that we have to be a little bit more prepared for. I mean, the weather is there, but let's look at those weather patterns. And then, of course, look at uh, um, maybe what's happened in the, in the community, what type of things are happening that, uh, that could impact us um, and expect it to happen because it probably will. But you have to have your mindset for it and not assume that it, it wouldn't impact me. So where do we start? So take our listeners through the beginning of this. If a cardinal customer... A community independent, one store, 10 stores, 20 stores, doesn't matter. Where do you start? As, as someone in your position, you're coaching, uh, obviously, some of your team members to go to their customers to ensure the safety and risk mitigation. But I want to know where the starting point is because if, I, if I'm sitting here listening to you and I didn't think of the three things within the bucket of five things that you mentioned, I'm sure our listeners are fe feeling the same way. That's a good question. You know, it's very basic. Um, three words, I guess, that I would say. You need to plan. You need to practice the plan. And then with that, you're ready to perform when that situation presents itself. So I think, you know, as we look at... Uh, plan, practice, perform. Plan, practice, perform. Exactly. Okay. So as you look at planning, you know, it would make sense for someone in the... Midwest to think about a hurricane hitting there, but they want to think about a tornado. Right. So let's let's look at those risks. We could be a victim of a burglary or robbery. We could be a victim of a theft, internal or external, obviously, in a burglary or robbery scenario. So we want to really look at what are the realistic threats or risks that our business could impact. And then as a part of that, let's develop a team that can assist with that. So maybe it's the employee team that you have. It could be your attorney, could be your insurance agent. It could be your uh, whoever owns the, the lease to the building that you're in. Have them on a team and walk through them with them the plan of what would we do if. So we'll just use the example of a fire in a multi-tenant facility that's owned by a third party. We want to talk to our insurance, make sure that we're covered. Of course, we want to talk to the building owner and make sure that the fire systems are adequate, monitoring and other things. And then once we get that plan in there, then we really look at the practicing of that. 
kind of sitting back and saying, okay, uh, what would you do if, okay, I, as a pharmacy owner, I'm not there, but my reserve team is covering. Like I have a lunch this afternoon with a pharmacy owner and they have some part-time pharmacists that are covering while they're here. And so what would they do if something happened and they're miles and miles right. away? Right. So it's that practicing so that everybody that is at the table knows what they would do if I'm not here. And it could be something that's handled virtually with laptop and a phone, or you could be actually there managing through it yourself. But having a mindset and muscle memory of what you would do, you gotta be thinking about it, uh, not, not when it happens, but way before, and have that plan and then you practice it so that if it does happen, it's just like working out. You know, you got to practice right. and stretch those muscles, and then and they grow, and then in the, and then in the end, you're ready to perform, and that's the ultimate goal is to just get yourself in that mindset that if so, if something happens, we've got a plan and, and we can we can take care of it because in the end, the patient's going to want to know what do we do now, right? And that's really where the pharmacy owner doesn't want to have that question on their face of I don't know because there is that confidence that trust that that pharmacist is going to be there to take care of them. And when you have a good business resiliency plan, you've got a strategy around how we're going to maintain our brand and take care of the patient, which ultimately I know the retail pharmacy owner wants to do and we want to help them do that. So talk to me about business resiliency insurance. So here's the thing, I understand fire insurance. I understand property insurance or something that happens with the weather. It, it's easy for me to understand that. What, I, what I'm not quite sure about is theft or burglary, um, insurance if there's an incident at the store that might be risk mitigation of an employee falling or something happening there or even an employee theft, for example, or violence, workplace violence. But tell me about the insurance side of things. Like, What are you doing to help pharmacists evaluate the business and then engage and enroll in some type of insurance? Well, well, I guess from an insurance field, I wouldn't necessarily call myself an expert in, in, in a business insurance plan, but I would certainly say that as a, a pharmacy owner, I would certainly encourage them to talk to their insurance agent about those various things. I remember years ago, my uncle um, lived in Houston and a rainstorm came through and you, they were nowhere near a floodplain. But when he went, or their neighbors went to their insurance agent for damage protection, the insurance company said that they, they didn't have flood insurance. So in conclusion, Joe, I have a question. I'm a call to action kind of guy. There's a listeners out there, uh, cardinal customers, might not even be cardinal customers, but they're Maybe they think of becoming a Cardinal customer just based on some of the things that they've heard through this podcast series. But um, what's the next steps? What do you what do you say to a, to a listener that owns pharmacy, one pharmacy, multiple pharmacies? What do they do next? I'll have some links uh, in the show notes, but what's your advice? Well, I think first, if you're a Cardinal Health customer, certainly work with your sales representative uh, who can link uh, you know us up with them, uh, pharmacy owner. If they're interested in reviewing these type of things or even just doing a security assessment, okay. um, all of those. So security assessment is like the stage setter. Stage setter, but it's also, you know, if somebody feels comfortable with where they're at, maybe through this, they're not necessarily comfortable with their business resiliency plan. 
And, you know, as a resource for Cardinal and Cardinal for a Cardinal customer, uh, there's no fee for that. Okay. You know, we're a resource for the, the whole business, and that would include our own customers. And if you're, a, if you're not necessarily a Cardinal Health customer, I would say really, you know, look for your uh, small business associations that are in your area because there's a lot of good resources that emergency management type, uh, governmental type agencies, your fire department, your law enforcement, and then your small business associations that have those type of programs where you, or even a local university where you might be able to go and, you know, take a course in business continuity or resiliency that you may not have had in the past. And this may be the springboard, you know, to learn a little bit more about that and maybe where the gap is in the in your business plan. Makes absolute sense. Joel Jordan, Security Director uh, for uh, Cardinal Health. We uh, thank you for being on the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you very much. Appreciate the time. Cardinal Health, helping independent pharmacies successfully grow their pharmacy businesses for over 45 years while advocating stronger relationships with patients for healthier communities throughout the country. We thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast live coverage of the Cardinal Health RBC 2017. Be sure to join us next year for the RBC 2018 in downtown beautiful San Diego, California, June 27th through June 30th.